Welcome to the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. Our quick tip for today is when you're doing rehearsals, make sure you always carry a clipboard. Yeah, and with that clipboard, make sure that you have a pen handy and have everybody's, like, all the information listed, everyone's name. If you need to make changes, you've got that pen and you can make notes on how to pronounce certain names, etc. Love it. Perfect. Let's go. This is the Top Secret Wedding Podcast, where we share top secret tips to help you take your wedding game to the next level. I'm Annika, and I'm a wedding coordinator, enthusiast, and venue manager for one of the best venues in Idaho. I'm Chris, and I'm a DJ, master of ceremonies, and all-around lover of weddings. We're on a mission to improve weddings and wedding professionals everywhere. Hey, so today... Yeah. I'm excited about this one. Uh, I often get asked, do you do rehearsals? Mm -hmm. And I'm always excited when they ask that because I think it's so essential that we do rehearsals. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Is it standard practice? Like, do you require it at LaBelle? We don't. We should require it. Yeah. We don't require it right now. Um, But almost always, we highly encourage it. Yeah. Anytime I've seen a wedding without a rehearsal, it just... doesn't flow very yeah good. yeah no exactly you know you you want that rehearsal to kind of do that walkthrough and make sure you know what's going on yeah so from the vendor's side I, I think it's essential to do that rehearsal because one it makes you look good right it uh-huh. it makes you look like you're connected to the couple and the, the couple knows what to do um because if you're the planner or the venue or the DJ and something goes wrong, everybody's going to look at you. Yeah. And you don't want to be in that position if you can help it. Yeah. Well, and I I would almost say it's almost more critical for the vendors to do the rehearsal than the actual wedding guest. What do you mean? Because in my mind, like you do so many different wedding ceremonies that if you don't do a rehearsal, I mean, they, they all kind of have the same blueprint, but you're not in the right head game of like, well, this is this ceremony. Gotcha. If that makes yeah. sense. You know, you're just like, oh, well, it's copy, paste, copy, paste. And that's not how ceremonies should be. Right. But if you've done a rehearsal with this group, then you know, okay, well, this is how this ceremony is going. Yeah. That makes total sense because like maybe the bride's father is not in the picture. Yeah. And if you don't know that, that's going to be a big problem. Exactly. Or maybe they want to do something unique and fun and like the dogs are walking down the aisle as the flower girls or something. But if you're just like, oh, well, where are the girls or whatever? Like you want to make sure it's unique to them and you're completely in the headspace for their ceremony. Totally. Uh, The other thing that I'll I'll say is it really helps. I, I think headspace is the right word. It really helps the couple to be in the headspace and get as much out of the ceremony as they can instead of feeling like they're going through the motions of doing the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and most of your clients, they, not all, but most haven't done this before. Right. And so for them, it just feels very like it's going to be a very anxious moment for them. You know, you get a lot of clients as well that are like, well, I don't like the attention on me and I don't know what I'm doing. So it helps put their minds at ease to be like, okay, well, We've walked through this. I know what I'm doing and it's, it's just going to help. Yep, totally. Uh, so let's talk about, we'll, we'll get into how to do the perfect rehearsal in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, let's first talk about when to do it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of doing it the day of. Mm-hmm. I just feel like oftentimes it's rushed. Uh, sometimes it doesn't even happen. Yeah. Um, 
Although I'll say for us, if you do it on the day of, we include it for free. So it can be cheaper. Um, And if you do it on the day of, likely you'll have more of the wedding party there Mm -hmm. because they all have to be there that day. Um, True. I will say too, I'm in a little bit different of a situation because as the venue, most of our wedding uh, rehearsals take place day of only because we either have another wedding the day before. Yeah, it's really just that you can't. And similar to what you said is it's going to cost them a lot more. Um, Just with how we function, I'd say most of ours don't take place ahead of time. Interesting. They're almost all the morning of. But what I have noticed is one thing I do like when they take place the morning of is, you know, unless booze gets involved, they it's a little easier for them to pull from their short term memory than like, oh, that's a good point. Did this last night. And well, I don't remember anything or. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about who should do these, who should be doing it. I think obviously planners, coordinators. Yeah, they're the obvious go to. Um, beyond that, the venues, if the venues have a coordinator that's on site, they could do that. Uh, I also think that DJs, uh, that's, I know with a lot of DJs, it's kind of contested whether they should do it or shouldn't do it. But in my mind, I think it's really, it, for me, it works really, really well. Yeah. I've seen you do your rehearsals and they work very well. And not only, you know, do you just do such an amazing job oh, well, thank you. running them, sure. but it also helps let anyone who's in the bridal party, they, they get to know you and they're like, oh, well, this is the DJ. And again, you know, DJ, MC, you kind of become one of the point people for the day. Yeah. And so if you get the uh, maid of honor, that's like, oh, well, I have this question. Well, he's going to know. Right. You know, and it, it's it's helpful. Anytime I do rehearsals, there is during the wedding, there's a much higher um, instance of people calling me DJ Chris. Really? Yeah, because they know who I am. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely it's for me, that's good. Uh, I'll tell you the people who should not be doing rehearsals. Let's hear it. Uh, I think photographers and videographers should not be doing rehearsals, Mm -hmm. not because they can't do it, not because they couldn't do a good job, but because hopefully we can affect some change where photographers and videographers can get back to just doing the art yes. and focusing on that. Again, not because they couldn't do the other things, yeah. but... Yeah. But again, I think it's all being in the moment. Yeah. And as photo or video, your whole job is to capture the moment. Mm-hmm. And you can't capture the moment if you're running. If you're part of the moment. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I just want to take that load off of them. Yeah. Um, catering, I just don't know why they would do that. Uh, and also couples, family, friends... They're the last people that should be doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I could preach that. Yeah. And a part of it is just sometimes they don't know what they're doing. But the other part is they should be able to enjoy it. And it's much easier for me to yell at the groomsmen and for them to listen to me because they don't Mm -hmm. know me. Whereas if I'm the groom, they can be like, oh, it's just our buddy. Right. Exactly. Well, I think that's the thing is as the wedding professional, everybody is going to look at you and respect you as that position. But if you have Uncle Bobby over here running it, you're going to give people like, it's just Uncle Bobby. like, And that relationship gets confused. Yes. Uh, totally. That's part of the reason why I don't love to do weddings for family or friends mm-hmm. because that, that gets confused. When I do it, I tell them very like specifically, if I'm going to do your wedding, I'm going to be your DJ. Yeah. And I'm going to act as your professional DJ for the entire process. We can still be friends, yeah. 
but just know that that's my purpose at the wedding. Um, I don't want to mix, you know, business with pleasure in that. In yeah. That instance, so. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. So I, I'm going to go through kind of my process for how I do rehearsals. Uh, feel free to jump in I, anytime. I uh, so I always start in the very middle of the ceremony. I start by telling them where they're going to stand. So I first get the officiant. I put the officiant in place, which I think the officiant should be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I say we need the the couple. So we need a bride. Most most weddings are bride and groom in this area. Um, but, you know, just make sure that you have the couple there. Uh, and I tell the couple first, make sure that you're standing close enough to hold hands. Yes. If you can't hold hands, it looks awkward. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like you don't want to get married in yeah, person. Yeah, it looks so divided. Yeah. So I always tell them, make sure that you're close enough to hold hands. And for the couple, it's nice to have your best friend, like, be able to hold each other for that comfort. Like, it's yeah. not super comfortable for most people to be in front of totally. a bunch of people. So, um, so that's number one. And then I get the guys. I line them up and the girls. I line them up. Uh, and then once they're all lined up, I tell them you should be on a 45-degree angle. So... Mm-hmm. Half facing the couple, half facing the audience, uh, and slightly offset. You don't want to be looking at the back of your the person yeah. in front of you. Yeah. Um, so slightly offset so that you can see over the shoulder. Uh, and then the best man and maid of honor, I tell them you should be just out of reach. So if you can reach out and touch them, you're too close. Yeah. Um, once I get them all lined up like that, then I talk to the maid of honor and best man and I tell them, when you get up here, lock eyes and make sure that you are kind of spatially in the same the same distance and yes. same forward to back. And um, that way you don't get weird pictures. Yes. Yep. Right? Um, so then I address the wedding party as a whole and I tell them, you've got a job. Your job is to be the hype crew, right? Yes. When they kiss... You should be the first and the loudest because everybody's going to be looking to you. And they say, like, how loud? I'm like, get crazy because whatever you do, the audience is going to do a little bit less. Uh-huh. So go nuts for them. And it looks good in pictures. Um, also, uh, for the guys, I tell them, you know, hand over wrist. Um, if they do hand over hand, then it looks like they have to pee. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So hand over wrist is a that. little bit better. Yeah, that- yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if they're going to put their hand in their pockets, um, their thumbs should not be in. Yes. If they put their thumbs in, it just looks too casual. Yep. Um, if they're super country, uh, we've also done through like belt loops, mm-hmm. thumbs through belt loops, and that works. Um, and then for the ladies, their bouquets should be belt buckle or just under. Um, yeah. It looks awkward if it's higher. It looks awkward if it's lower. Um, so just right about there and then tilted out slightly yeah you kind of want it relaxed too yeah not just (laughs) because most bouquets look really nice from the top yes and so if you're just getting the profile it doesn't look quite as good Mm -hmm. um so then i also tell them uh make sure that you keep at least one knee bent yeah so that way i've i've never seen it happen at one of my weddings Uh but i've seen enough youtubes yeah where someone just like face plants it yeah so just make sure that you keep a knee bent. And also, I always tell them, avoid RBF. And there's always a mom that asks, what's RBF? And I say, make sure that you smile. Um, and I use that term RBF specifically because it makes them all laugh. Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to get them to smile. Yes. So 
Um, and those two things, keep your knees, keep a knee bent and make sure you smile. I tell that to them right before the actual wedding as well. Because okay. I think those are the two crucial things for them to not pass out and smile. Mm-hmm. So, um, Question for you. Have you ever seen like markers be placed? Yeah. And I've done that. Uh, so here, here are the, the ways that I do that. Mm-hmm. If I'm indoors, I use just a little piece of gaff tape Yeah. for the bride, the groom, the, the officiant, and the maid of honor and best man. Yep. I don't place it for every single person. Mm-hmm. I just, they can figure it out. They're smart enough for that. Yeah. Uh, if I'm outside, mm-hmm. then I use, um, you can either use like, I don't know what they're called, but like the, the nails that have the little, yeah. uh, plastic around it. Yeah. Or, um, lawn staples. Okay. Lawn staples. Yeah. Yeah. So it's enough for them to see if they're looking for it, but not enough to distract. Yes. That's the, the, that's the important part. I always love using, again, we're outside, so I'm used to outside. Yeah. But you could do it inside too. But I love using um, like natural, I don't know the word, but like, hey, you see this bush? Like markers. Markers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural markers. Like, hey, you need to be in line with this bush or what, whatever. Yeah. So that's good. I like that. I'll use that. Um, okay. Then uh, I address the officiant and I tell the officiant, make sure that you tell them to be seated. Yeah. If they're an officiant that has done this multiple times, I still say it, but I say it in a different way. Okay. I say, now you've done this a bunch of times, so I don't have to remind you to like get everybody seated. Obviously, like yes. you know to do that. Um, so that way they don't feel like I'm like... Yeah, like nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also go over with the efficient. Now, this is the way that I do it. And if anybody has any other ways to do this, I'm all ears. Uh, but this seems to work for, for me. I always tell them, when you invite them to kiss, before you invite them to kiss, step out of the way first. Yes. Uh, most officiants will say, you may kiss. And then they try to move. And then they try to move. And it's this awkward, like, yeah. Yep. Um. And I get it. In that moment, you feel like you need to be rushed. Mm -hmm. But I actually think there's some uh, entertainment value in taking that pause because everybody knows what's coming. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is, you know, if you even sit there and say, no, I'm going to get out of your way for this or whatever. It's good. Yeah, that's fine, too. Giggles when they're like, oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Um, If there's a stand, I tell them, take the whole stand with you. Just. Take the whole stand, move the whole thing over. Uh, and we practice that too. And we'll get there in a second. Um, and then I tell them, just stay where you are. Don't try and move back when you announce them as the, the new couple. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. It's just so much better to just stay. Just stay where you are. And announce it, yeah. Um, oh, if we didn't say it clearly, the reason to move is so there's not a third head in that kissing picture. Yeah, you want this beautiful moment, your husband and wife and... Then you have the officiant's head. No, you don't yeah. want that. So it's awkward. <laughs> um, and the officiant's head is still going to be in there, but just not part of that kissing club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so. <laughs> so um, I also go over the ring exchange. Yeah. Uh, I tell them um, make sure that you grab the left hand, and I say that's the left hand. Yeah. And I make them practice it because I've seen so many times. Mostly grooms. You just like... <laughs> they yeah. grab the wrong hand. Yeah. So I make them practice it and I tell them, turn the hand slightly towards the audience. Yeah. And put the ring on super, super slow. Super slow. And most times they don't do it slow enough. And so I tell them slower than that because you're doing it for the photo. Yes. So. Exactly. Um, also with the ring, I tell them, 
Uh, man, I'm giving out all the secrets here today. Um, I also tell them if you get it to the second knuckle and it doesn't go any further, then just that's fine. Then that's fine. Yeah. They'll fix it. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's better to to get it on as far as you can and have them fix it themselves instead of the awkward moment. Like especially for the bride like yeah. nobody wants no bride wants to feel like everybody thinks they have fat fingers uh-huh. right exactly so yeah so that's that um okay so then i go through the process i make them kiss mm-hmm. now if it's a wedding day sometimes i don't have them kiss if it's on the wedding day okay yeah because you know, the superstition around that. Yeah. Um, but if it's not on the wedding day, then I make them kiss and I tell them usually two to four seconds is what you're looking for. Yeah. Two to four seconds. Longer is weird and shorter is not enough. Um, and then I, I make them kiss and I make the the uh, wedding party. I make them cheer. If they don't cheer, then I make the couple kiss again. Yeah. yeah. And I just I try and make the couple kiss a lot. Um Partially because I know they like to kiss each other, but also because it's not super comfortable doing it in front of people. Yeah. So again, that rehearsal, getting used to it, totally. totally. Yeah. Um, so I go through the whole process of the officiant moves out of the way. He invites them to kiss. They kiss. They cheer. And then he invites. And then, um, oh, that's the next thing. Then they turn and I tell them, just wait there. Yeah. Couple, you just wait there. Maid of honor, shove the bouquet back in her face. Like shove it. Because she's not going to remember. Yeah, no, exactly. It's yeah. not on her mind at all. So turn, shove it, and uh, and then wait for the officiant to announce. Yes. And I feel like that's really important to, to practice because the times that I haven't practiced it, if it's not a practice or if it's a practice officiant, sometimes they'll just say, you may kiss. And that's the end of it. They don't say anything else. And so then there's this awkward moment of like, they're just standing there and I'm like, oh, I guess I should play the music now. Mm -hmm. So just that little bit of choreography, I think. It makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah. So, um, so then I say when the couple gets halfway down the aisle, then kiss her, kiss her again, right there. Yeah, do it for the photo. Do it for the photo. If you dip her, make sure that you dip to the side, that the dip, that her head is not going towards the back of the aisle because then picture's going to look stupid. So practice that dip. And then I tell the the rest of the wedding party, I tell them, then once they're done kissing, then you can start to walk. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter how closely yeah. together nobody's looking right. nobody cares at that point yeah yeah um unless the couple say they want pictures of them coming out most of the time they don't so yeah. just tell them get out and i tell the parents don't worry about walking you're done mm-hmm. you don't need yeah. to walk efficient you don't need to walk uh by the time the last couple is walking down the aisle back up the aisle yeah then i announce what's happening next yep so no, awesome. any changes any thoughts I think that's all great. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I wanted to add in there is, you know, I've seen you do a lot of rehearsals and it makes such a critical difference starting at the arch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it a little bit, but like that makes all the difference because suddenly everyone's there. You've got their attention. Start in the middle and then add on 
the front. Yeah. Because it's easy to add on the front. But if you start at the front, no one's going to know what they're doing. Right. I And for me, it's all about, I think the anxieties mostly come from uh, not knowing when to walk, where to stand, and mostly those two, and how to stand. Those are the main anxieties for the wedding party. So if you can take care of one right off the bat, this is where you're standing. Yeah. You can address all of the problems. If you see a groomsman doing something weird, and usually it's the groomsmen that are being weird, um, <laughs> then you can like make sure that you say, get get closer, guys. Like you need to be closer because yeah. if you're like not overlapping, then you're going to look stupid. Yeah. So you can take care of all those spacing issues at that point. So then uh, we go to where they're going to line up. And there's always this temptation to not have them line up where they're actually going to be lining up. Mm-hmm. But it's so important. You have to because you get the you get the spacing issues. Um, and I don't know about you, um, but we often get couples that and it's mostly mostly brides Um that they're so concerned about the exact timing of the songs. Yes. Do you get that? I do. I do. Yeah. It's just not like it is in the movies. It's not. It's uh, not. And it it almost can't be because you've got like the variables of all the people that are there. And most of the time there's a little bit of alcohol involved. Uh, and if everybody there were, I, I would say if they are all dancers or performers yeah maybe you could pull it off yeah but just your average no like they're not going to be able to get the blocking and timing right so well and i think it's important too to know like things happen what i've seen primarily happen is you have a flower girl that's it who's pretty young and they get terrified and yeah it's they like sit down or they go around the aisle or i always see where they just freak out and they just start Falling. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's going to mess up your whole choreography. But yeah. again, things happen and you got to be flexible. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because you never know what those kids are going to do. Exactly. The kids so, are, they're great. And I think there are ways around that. But generally, I, I try and tell them what's the outcome that you're, you're looking for. Or I ask them yeah. what's the outcome that you're looking for. Because they say, I want the song to start at 21 seconds. Yeah. And unless you have a DJ that's able to like loop stuff and remix it in live, it's you're not going to be able to get that. So exactly. Um, so I tell them we can help you get most of what you're looking for, but it, you're not going to get the picture perfect. Yeah. Timing right. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So line them up uh, and make sure that they're all lined up in the right order. Uh, make sure that the guys are on the correct side, um, which is the right side. Right. Usually. Um, Sometimes I've seen them flipped, but yeah. usually it's the right. I had a wedding not too long ago where the bridesmaids were behind the groom and the groomsmen were behind the bride. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. And at that wedding, all the bridesmaids were in white dresses. Really? It was a cool wedding. That's it was awesome. a very cool wedding. I love that. Um, so, yeah, we line them up, make sure they, they know how to kind of how they're walking. I tell them when you walk, you want to walk just a tiny bit slower than you're comfortable with. If you're at an outdoor venue and there's a little bit longer, then walk at a comfortable pace. But I tell them, don't walk to the beat of the music. Yes. I I always tell people, walk slower than you think. And if you think you're walking slow, walk even slower. Yeah, right. Because especially with the nerves day of, like, they're going to think they're walking slow and they're not. They are yeah, yeah, yeah. beating McGee over there. Yeah. And so it's like, 
just just if you think you're slow then then go even slower <laughs> yep exactly um and so then as far as the spacing goes uh my favorite way to do it is to pick a mark uh, yeah. a marker and say when the couple in front of you passes that marker then you start to walk that's exactly what i do I will say recently what we've started doing as well is we do have extra staff around weddings and like interns and whatnot. And so it is very beneficial for them as well to not only tell the the guests like, hey, when they hit that rock or whatever, like go, but having if you're able to have someone else there and just give them the little like, okay, it's it's super helpful. It's going to give them that confidence of like, yeah, okay. Instead of just like, do I go? Do I not go? Like. You know, the, just the little, yes, go. Yep. It's going to make a big difference. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Because, I mean, a lot of times they'll, like, look at me. I'll be like, go. Yeah. Um, so if you have somebody there, amazing. Exactly. Um, okay. And then I also tell them, make sure that you move to the front of the, like, the where they're lining up so that they're not walking from wherever they yeah, are. Yeah, like, yep. Little things. Um, and then depending on how you have it, organized sometimes they have the bridesmaids walking together and the groomsmen walking together um you can also tell them about the music cues Mm -hmm. um there have been a few times where i they don't start on the right music cues and they just start walking like whoa okay we got to start this on um so i try and put somebody in the front and i'm very clear with them like don't start walking until you hear the song and it gets significantly louder yeah i okay to be honest i hate music cues now, granted, with my venue, yeah, most times you can't hear the music. Oh, sure, at all. Yeah. And so, if you say anything with that, they're not gonna know. Or even, I don't know if you've had this, but a lot of times before ceremony, like, like ceremony has started, yeah, officiants down there, music's going, but then you still have all the bridal party that's so excited and they're kind of chatting with each other, yeah. and it's like they they're not paying attention. They're gonna miss mm-hmm. that cue. Um, what I do love to do a lot of times we've had our ceremonies with a lot of coordination where brides coming in from a and groomsmen and, you know, so I like to have someone if possible overarching the whole coordination. And so they can see at least have eyes on everything and And they can like like, direct. Yes. That's smart. And you know, we use our walkies and we keep it low or have the earpiece in. Sure. But if I can be somewhat close to music and say okay like you know annika to becca and send right and they know and it's like well I can't that's a music. j-lo moment right there yeah yeah, yeah that's that's my j-lo moment but yeah. that it makes all the difference yeah that's that's great i love that music cues we talked about when to walk uh how fast to walk um and i i again i remind him make sure you smile uh i tell the bride make sure you stay kind of out of out of out of sight sight yeah before until the music starts mm-hmm. uh and then once your song starts then you can go um how do you feel about about songs where like the the bride wants the first verse to play and then she comes out <laughs> how do you feel about that uh, i don't love it yeah i don't love it i feel like there's a there's a timing you know if you want a little build up then that's great right but if it goes longer than like a couple seconds, yeah. then people, you lose them and they're like, well, what's going on? Right. Is she not coming? Like, what? Yeah, that's like, what I always worry about. Exactly. Like, are, it, are they not showing up? Like, that's, it's just going to have a panic yeah. and question. 
there was a wedding that I did a couple of years ago and uh, everybody was walking down the aisle and we started the music for the bride and she was nowhere in sight. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah, it's never happened where the bride runs. Yeah. And then I went to the bride's room and nobody had told her that the oh, ceremony no. had started and she couldn't hear it. Yeah. So I said, okay, come on. Let's, I, I tried not to freak right. out. I just said, all right, it's your turn to, to come on out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure that the bride is ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Well, and I feel like most times when you're leading up to ceremony, I check in with bride. Yeah. Like three times yep. before. Cause it's like, okay, like we're getting close. Okay. How are you feeling? Yeah. Right. Are you good? And then I don't start anything until I get the I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and most times like, you know, groomsmen, they can just kind of wait around and it's like, oh, let me go. They're already right. Like they're yeah. they're ready, you know. So and then I like to make sure as well that every guest is like in their seats when we're good. Not like, hey, we're ready to go. Well, let's get everyone seated. Like, yeah. OK, let's go ahead and take our seats, you know. We're getting close, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, uh, and I think that that's a big benefit of having a DJ. Yes, because agreed. they can announce that. Agreed. Um, our process is before the music starts for the ceremony, the DJ makes any and all announcements. Mm-hmm. Once the music starts for the ceremony, uh, then we are hands off except for the music, nice. and the officiant is the one that's making the announcements. And then once the recessional music plays, then it's back to us. Yes. So that way there's a clear transfer of power of, of who to listen yes. to. And um, yeah, so we always announce for people to, to sit down, turn off your cell phones, all of that. Another thing that I like to tell the bridesmaids and groomsmen is to not ignore the groom when they get up to the front. Yes. Uh, and this isn't just a thing for pictures. In fact, most times it's not even captured in pictures because the photographer doesn't know what's happening. I try and tell them. But yeah. for me, it's all about the relationships that Yeah. Day. Well, you're up there for a reason. Like you're yeah. not just. Yeah. So you're up there for a reason. And this is a monumental moment. Yeah. And so you want to, again, be in the moment. Enjoy that. Acknowledge your best friend or brother that is yeah i tell them you should shake hands hug kiss them on the mouth like whatever you gotta do (laughs) probably not for the bridesmaids but like whatever you would do like you just want to show that there's that camaraderie because there's a reason they didn't elope and they invited all those people so exactly well and i feel like one of my passions is that bridesmaids and groomsmen is just it's just not that you're there for a reason i feel like there's a lot of relaxation it and it's like okay no you're here for a reason there's a job to do yeah they didn't just ask you to come stand at the front for funsies like right. there's a reason you're there so acknowledge them you know yeah i agree i agree uh and then once the uh ride walks down the aisle with uh typically dad right so i'll go yeah. through that scenario um she walks down and i i prefer this maybe i don't know mm-hmm. um I prefer that the officiant doesn't ask who gives this woman. I I don't know. I just feel a little yeah. weird about it. Like yeah. who gives this property away? Like I, I, I agree. Feels I a little totally weird. Totally agree. Um, so I instead I I like to do a visual handoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's for me it's the preferred method where the bride gets to the front uh, of the the front row of chairs. She turns and hugs dad, turns and hugs mom. While she's hugging mom. The groom is making his way up and he shakes the dad's hand or hugs the dad or whatever is appropriate. Yes. And then the dad can uh, do like a, you know, he can kind of usher her to her yeah. new husband. 
Um, and then they can escort each other up to the altar and dad takes a seat. Um, I, I feel like that's such a better way to do it just because it, they get all the hugs in, yeah. uh, and there's not that, I don't know, the weird feminist in me, like the weird, like no, I totally changing agree. a property. Well, I feel like it shifts the, the mood as well. Cause you have like this so romantic coming up and okay, we're here. It's the moment who gives this bride away. Right. Like it yeah. just shifts the whole mood. Yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of it. The the other thing about it is uh, everybody can hear the officiant, but generally you can't hear. If it's a bigger crowd, you can't it's hear true. the parents saying we do or yeah. I do. Um, so mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, the other thing that I, I neglected to mention is I have the mother of the bride sit uh, in the front corner chair. Yes. Uh, and instead of having the officiant say, please rise, mm-hmm. uh, I just have the, the mother of the bride, I say, you just kind of turn your head around, and when you see your daughter come into view, then you stand up, and everybody else will stand up magically. I love that. I love that. It, it just, I feel like mother of the brides, they kind of get left behind on wedding days, so I want to give them as much as they can. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Um, so, yeah. The other thing that I make it a point to do is... When the bride is walking down the aisle for the rehearsal, I make it a point to just shut my mouth mm-hmm. because inevitably it's always an emotional moment because yeah. they're walking through and they realize, oh my goodness, this is real. And they don't need this coordinator or DJ or whatever trying to be funny or whatever. Yeah. Let that moment shine yeah. and just shut up and let it happen. Now, when they get to the front, I say, okay, and we're going to stop here. Yeah. And then I walk them through that. Um, but I feel like that's, again, like I've said before, anytime we can take ourselves out of it and let the moment speak for itself, mm-hmm. that's what the wedding day is about. It's not about the job that we're doing. It's about the moments that are happening. And so I, I feel like, yeah, just shut up. Agreed. Let it happen. A thousand percent. So, thousand percent. Yeah. So that's how I do rehearsals. Uh, it works for me. And I'm sure there are some things that uh, that we could improve on. So if there are any things that you do that... Uh, that are different than that. Love to hear, and I'm sure there's some regional things that are different too. I'm but. sure there are, but yeah, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear it all. So yeah, cool. All right, thanks. Good luck next time. So yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review us, and we'll see you next time.